20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome into an all new episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on X at Andy Herman NFL. Before we get started today with our main topic right away, quick shout out to new Packaday Podcast YouTube member, Aaron Harper. If you haven't checked those out yet, do so right now. Today, we have no time to waste, and that is because we are doing a deep dive into all the potential free agent options for the Green Bay Packers this offseason. I do believe wholeheartedly that Brian Gutekinds is going to go safety shopping. My belief is that somebody that we talk about today will end up being a member of the Green Bay Packers. Who that is, we will have to wait and see, but I could not be more excited. I've spent the last few days breaking down a ton of tape. I posted a bunch of clips over on my Twitter account if you want to go and view those, some of the highlight level plays from some of these players, but I will break down everything for you today, everything that you need to know, and we're going to go through some of these really important free agent decisions at the safety position. So without any further ado, let's jump in right away. And there is no other place to start on this list other than Antoine Winfield Jr. Now, the clear and obvious situation here is that it's likely that Antoine Winfield Jr. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to reach some sort of contract agreement. If they don't, there is a really good chance that Antoine Winfield Jr. gets the franchise tag. I think it's extremely unlikely that he hits free agency. I think it's extremely unlikely that even if he does, he becomes a member of the Green Bay Packers. But it is worth going over Antoine Winfield Jr. because he is the cream of the crop of this entire safety group. And it's worth pointing out sort of the different tiers of safeties on this list. Winfield is 1A. He is a 5'9", 203-pound safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 25 years old only. He will turn 26 in August. He is a second-round pick from the 2020 draft, had a 7.81 relative athletic score coming out of college. His projected contract is somewhere between 17 and 20 million per season on a three to four year deal. As I mentioned, it is likely that he ends up getting the franchise tag if they can't work out a long-term extension. His PFF grades over the past three years, 90.7 this past year, 78.7 the year before that, and an 89.5 the year before that. In 2023, he had 122 tackles, six sacks, three interceptions, 12 passes defended, four fumble recoveries. He was all over the place. He is a first-team All-Pro in 2023, has one Pro Bowl appearance in 2021. In coverage this past year per PFF, he went 31, or the opposing quarterbacks went 31 of 44 when targeting him, a 70.5% completion percentage, 399 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions for an 85.3 quarterback rating. He had 10 total missed tackles for a 7.9% uh, missed tackle percentage. He lined up 252 snaps as a box safety, 753 snaps as a free safety, and 155 snaps in the slot. So kind of all over the place, but predominantly a free safety for Tampa this past year. This was a great quote from Todd Bowles, quote, he had one of the best seasons I've seen a safety have as an all-around player. And it wasn't just in the game. It was in practice as well. He was the only guy, even if we were practicing red zone, if he picked the ball up at the five, he's going to run 95 and go back in the game. He's not going to take himself out and go to the water buckets. If he picked it off in the end zone, he ran it 100 yards. Wherever he picked the ball at or caused a fumble at, he transferred practice to the game. Him and Levante David are almost better than anybody I have been around in the past few years. I went and watched the tape. 
He is as advertised. He's a playmaker. He's a stud. He's incredibly versatile. He has everything that you're looking for other than maybe a little bit more size. That 5'9 height uh, does limit him a little bit from a size standpoint in coverage. But outside of that, he has, um, and I want to be very clear here, he is not Charles Woodson, but he makes some Charles Woodson-esque plays, especially in the run game where he just comes flying down, playing instinctual football. His instincts are absolutely incredible. And like I said, he is in a tier of his own. He is an absolute playmaker. And I go back to what Todd Bowles said. This is a presence. This is a playmaker. This is a you know somebody that you want not only on the field. We talk about Green Bay needing some guys that really kind of rally this defense and and really kind of get everyone on the same page and playing uh, at 100 million miles per hour. That's what Antoine Winfield's going to do. He is a complete and utter difference maker. I think if you could find a way to get that type of player and Antoine Winfield on the defense, I think it would be a massive difference. I mean, we're talking about somebody who is light years ahead of where any safety was on this Packers team a season ago. And there's a reason why he is going to get a huge contract and if not likely get that franchise tag, big time player, class of his own, premium safety, and unlikely, unfortunately, that he is going to be available for Green Bay uh, because he likely is going to stick in Tampa. Number two on the list, Xavier McKinney. Six foot 201 safety for the Giants, 24 years old, will turn 25 in August, a second round pick from the 2020 draft as well, had a 5.82 relative athletic score coming out of college. His contract projection is four years, 54 million, which is 13.5 million per year. It could maybe go a little bit up with the salary cap increasing, and there is a chance that the Giants put a transition tag on him, and maybe he does not see the open market either. His PFF grades for the past three seasons, 87.8 this past year, 61.2 and 75.4. In 2023, this past year, he had 116 tackles, one half sack, three interceptions, 11 passes defended, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries. In coverage, when he was targeted, quarterbacks went 33 of 54, 61.1% completion percentage, 288 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions for a 52.1 passer rating, only missed seven tackles, had a 5.7% missed tackle percentage, one of the best tackling safeties in all of football this past year, played 388 snaps in the box, 464 snaps at free safety, and 167 snaps in the slot. In my opinion, McKinney is a great, great, great option because I think while we sort of picture this as you have your post safety or your free safety or your single high safety, and then you've got your box safety, I think it's going to be ultra important still that there is hopefully some versatility between those two. What you want to be able to do is have two two players that maybe even though they have specialties, they're at least somewhat interchangeable so that you can disguise things. You know, maybe McKinney lines up as a single high safety and the other safety lines up as a box safety. But McKinney can come down and hopefully that box safety can go out and they can switch roles and you can disguise things that way, or they can both go in too high, or they could both come down. Like you want to have that versatility. McKinney can be anything. And I think he would excel as that post safety would be one of the best players that you could find to play that specific role. When Jeff Halfley talks about his ideal post safety, there's a lot of things that match up with exactly what Xavier McKinney is going to bring to the table. I love his versatility, team captain, played 100% of the snaps in 2023, and does have a connection to the Packers as well. In college at Alabama, when he committed to Alabama, he was recruited by 
Derek Ansley, the Packers' new passing game coordinator uh, who is going to take over in that secondary and be a huge part of that. So there is that connection there between Ansley and uh, Xavier McKinney. Again, the big thing here is whether or not he is going to make it to the open market. If he does, this would be a big-time splash free agent signing for Green Bay. He would go a long way in solidifying the back end of that defense, a perfect way to kick off the Jeff Halfley era with that exact player that he's looking for in that post-safety role would be a beyond home run in free agency and would be, in my opinion, the biggest signing. It's not even close. It would be the biggest signing that Green Bay has had since they signed Zadarius Smith. Whether they go in that direction, we will have to wait and see, but that would be a massive signing for Green Bay. Next up, Cameron Curl, 6'2", 198-pound safety from the Washington Commanders, 24 years old, turns 25 in March. He is a seventh-round pick from the 2020 draft, a 7.43 relative athletic score coming out of college. His projection is a four-year, $50 million deal, $12.5 million per year. These projections are all per PFF, by the way. PFF's grades over the past three seasons, a 66.6 this past year, 82.9, and then a 69.4 the year before that. This past year, he had 115 tackles, one sack, zero interceptions, five passes defensed, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. In coverage, when targeted quarterbacks went 36 of 52, 69.2% completion percentage, 389 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 110.2 rating. So there's a little bit of a concern there. He had 14 missed tackles for a missed tackle rate of 11.2%, played 428 snaps in the box, 422 snaps as a free safety, and 166 snaps in the slot. My big takeaway from him as I watched him, he was fantastic at covering tight ends. Watch him against Dallas Goddard. He did an amazing job. I think he projects a little bit more as that box safety, but I think he can play that free safety as well. You talk about that versatility. Cameron Curl has it. I would define him as a nice player, but not a great player. That contract, the four years, 50 million, I believe would be a significant overpay for his services, especially based on some of the players we're going to talk a little bit later on this list that I think you can get for a whole heck of a lot cheaper. I do really like his versatility. I do think he fits well in this Jeff Halfley defense. I just think if that does end up being the range that he's looking for from a contract standpoint, that would be a little bit of it, not a little bit, I think it would be a lot of an overpay and an overextension of what you probably want your resources to be at that position. I think it's probably something where he's a nice player for a couple seasons, but you kind of look at it after year one, year two, and you're wondering like, all right, uh, he's fine, but how do we kind of get out of that contract? And that's not anything against Cameron Curl. I like him. If he's more in the cheaper range, I think he's a really good signing for Green Bay, but that would be an exorbitant contract for his services, in my opinion, based on the tape that I watched. Next up, Kyle Duggar, 6'2", 222-pound safety for the New England Patriots, 27 years old, will turn 28 in March, second-round pick in the 2020 draft, a 9.54 relative athletic score coming out of college. The, the deal that he's potential to get here is a little bit all over the place, but they're expecting a franchise tag. I don't think he's going to get a franchise tag. I think he will likely resign with the Patriots. So this is another player I'm not sure is going to see the open market. That is one nice thing about Cameron Curl is I think he probably does get to the open market. I know the Patriots have put a pretty heavy emphasis on bringing Duggar back. Per PFF, he had a 61.7 grade this past year, a 78.4 the year before that, and a 69.7 the year before that. In 2023, he had 109 tackles, 1.5 sacks, two interceptions, seven passes defensed, one forced fumble, no fumble recoveries. 
in coverage. Quarterbacks were 45 of 63 targeting him, a 71.4% completion percentage, 446 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and an 88.5 passer rating. He had 11 missed tackles for a 9.6% missed tackle rate. He, a, he was a box safety on 478 snaps, a free safety on 371 snaps, and a slot player on 168 snaps. So a little bit of versatility there, but in my opinion, Duggar is made to be a box safety, even more of like a hybrid linebacker. That's his best projection. I was a bit underwhelmed. I wanted to see him play a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more with his hair on fire. I didn't see a big time true difference maker. And this is another player sort of similar to Cameron Curl, where if he does become available and he does get a big contract, I do think you're overpaying for him. However, he would be a perfect fit, in my opinion, for that box safety role in Green Bay. Fits very well uh, closer to the line of scrimmage. He can make some impact plays. He is a good tackler. But like I said, for that style of player in this system, I think you're overpaying a little bit you know, for what you're expected to get and a little bit overaged just in comparison to the other safeties from that same draft. He will be 28 in March. So that's when you start talking about if you sign him to like a four-year deal, he's going to be 31, 32 at the end of that contract. And that changes the calculus a little bit when you're looking at those sort of things. Next up is Geno Stone, 5'11", 210, safety for the Ravens, 24 years old, will turn 25 in April, was a seventh round pick in the 2020 draft, only a 3.72 relative athletic score coming out of college. A The uh, contract projection here is two years, 13 million, so about 6.5 million per year. Per PFF, he had a 72.2 grade this past year, a 71.4 the year before that, and a 61.4 the year before that. This was the season where he really started to see significant playing time, though. In 2023, he had 68 tackles, no sacks, seven interceptions leading the NFL uh, for safeties, I believe, nine passes defensed, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. In coverage when targeted, quarterbacks went 27 of 41, 65.9% completion percentage, 193 yards, two touchdowns, seven interceptions, and only a 53.3 passer rating. The big issue here for Geno Stone, 17 missed tackles and a 21% missed tackle percentage. That means over one out of every five times when he had the ability to make a tackle, he missed it. That is a scary statistic and a very worrisome stat moving forward if you are going to make him one of your key safeties, especially if you're going to make him a high-paid safety. Played 159 snaps in the box, 696 snaps of free safety, and 110 snaps in the slot. I love his playmaking. The tackling issues are an extreme level of concern. And here's the big thing with Geno Stone. I actually do really like Geno Stone, and I do think he can improve his tackling. However, however, they played him a ton in that cover two safety role or like two high safety role. And I do think that that is his best fit. I don't believe he has any right being a box safety. And I don't, you know, I don't think you can trust him as a single high safety at his size. He's not super rangy and the tackling issues. If you need to be the last line of defense in this Jeff Halfley defense, you better be a sure tackler. Geno Stone is not that. I do not think he is going to be a fit for this Packers defense. Jeff Halfley has said himself like in not so many words, but basically like just find good players and he'll find a way to use them. If you end up with Geno Stone on the roster, I think he'll find a way to use him, but I do not believe he is a perfect fit for this style of defense. I think he would have been a better fit for the Joe Barry style, 
Um, and I think there's a really good chance. I'm sure that Baltimore would like him back, although they do have two really good safeties, even without Geno Stone. That'll be an interesting one. But overall, do not think he is an ideal fit for Green Bay in the, uh, this upcoming offseason or just moving forward with this Jeff Halfley defense. All right. Next up, Julian Blackman, six feet, 202 safety for the Colts. 25 years old, turns 26 in August, was a third round pick in the 2020 draft, did not uh, test coming out, so does not have a relative athletic score coming out of college. Two years, 11.5 million is the expected contract, 5.75 million per year. His PFF grades, 68.3, 62.3, and 60.7 over the past three seasons. 2023, 88 tackles, no sacks, four interceptions, eight passes defensed, no forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. When targeted, quarterbacks went 30 of 43 for 69.8% completion percentage, 354 yards, no touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 55.8 passer rating, only seven missed tackles, a 7.4% missed tackle percentage, played 468 snaps in the box. 308 snaps at free safety and 175 snaps in the slot. I loved watching Julian Blackman. This is a real key safety to keep an eye on this offseason. I think Goody is going to really like him. I think he fits incredibly well in this Jeff Halfley defense. I think he has the versatility. I think he could be the right player for the right price in the right system. Would expect him to be the box safety in Green Bay, but there's enough versatility there. He used to play cornerback. He's lined up plenty in the slot. He's played plenty of single high, and lately he's been used more in the box. Love the missed tackle percentage. Love the playmaking ability. He is a all-around really good safety, and I actually think there's a really good chance that his best uh, you know, career is still ahead of him, that he hasn't played his best football yet. This was This is, to me a real dark horse to keep an eye on. If they can get him somewhere between that five and 6 million per year, the, the projection here was two years, 11 million. Even if they had to go like three years, 18 million, I would be all in. I think he is a really safe, maybe not spectacular option, but would be a incredible upgrade over anything Green Bay had this past season. And a really nice piece again, that I think you can use in a variety of different ways Keep an eye out for Julian Blackman. Go check him out for yourself. I think you're going to like what you see. And I do think that this is a real possibility for a player that Green Bay could target in this upcoming free agency. Next up is Jordan Whitehead, 5'10", 198 pound safety for the New York Jets. I expected him to be older. He's only 26 years old. He will turn 27 in March. He was a fourth round pick in 2018, a 5.15 relative athletic score coming out. The projection is a two-year, $12 million deal. His PFF grades the last three seasons, 68.1, 66.1, and 70.7. In 2023, he had 97 tackles, a half sack, four interceptions, nine passes defensed, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. In coverage when targeted, QBs went 20 of 32, 62.5% completion percentage, 349 yards, seven touchdowns. That's a bit of a concern, but those four interceptions, a 99.6% passer rating or 99.6 passer rating, I should say. 20 missed tackles though, 18% missed tackle percentage, played 325 snaps in the box, 507 at free safety and 219 in the slot. So they did use him a little bit all over the place. The biggest thing that I had written down when I watched Jordan Whitehead, there was a bit too much 2023 Green Bay Packers to his game. And what I mean by that is just too many inconsistencies, too many missed tackles, too many touchdowns given up. 
I liked him, but it was too inconsistent for me. And this is sort of the classic Green Bay safety that I think you kind of need to get away from. I think you want a more consistent player there. Now, he's not necessarily a wild player, but he will make some wild plays. I do still think he's an upgrade from anything they had on the roster this past year. He's played plenty of single high safety in his career. So that experience is definitely something that could pay dividends. If they win in this direction, I would at least be semi-intrigued. But my gut told me and my overarching thought was maybe stay away from Jordan Whitehead, even though I do think he would be an upgrade. I'm just not sure he's necessarily worth the contract. I think there's better players on this list to go after. Uh, Julian Blackman is one of them. And the next player I'm about to talk about is another one. Next on my list might've been my favorite tape to watch outside of the top two in Antoine Winfield and Xavier McKinney. And that was Jordan Fuller. 6'2", safety from the Rams. 25 years old, will turn 26 in March. Sixth round pick in 2020, a 5.50 relative athletic score coming out of college. His projected salary, two years, 9.25 million. So just under 5 million per year. His PFF grades the past three seasons, 66.7, 60.5, and 74.3. In 2023, had 94 tackles, zero sacks, playing a lot of that too high safety with the Rams that they love to play or loved to play. Three interceptions, eight passes defensed, three forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. In coverage, when targeted, QBs went 25 of 45, 55.6% completion percentage, 334 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, and a 73.8 passer rating. Only 10 missed tackles for a 9.9% missed tackle percentage. Played 226 snaps in the box, 692 at free, free safety a lot in that two safety look, and then 131 as a slot player. Loved his blend of size and range. I think he should absolutely be a top priority for the Packers. I think the contract matches exactly what you're going to get from him. Think he'd be an upgrade. Think you could play really either role, box safety or single high safety, but I think he'd probably be best in that single high safety role. Multiple time team captain. Uh, I think the the what you're getting for the cost might be the best value of any safety. Him and Julian Blackman are probably in that same conversation. I think I might like Fuller a little bit more. And one other key here for Jordan Fuller, he was at Ohio State when Jeff Halfley was the co-defensive coordinator at Ohio State. He actually knows the system a little bit, has played under Jeff Halfley, and that could be a huge benefit as well. The two biggest names on this entire list, in my opinion, to keep an eye on, Julian Blackman and Jordan Fuller. If you're talking about matching the price with the production, with how they fit with this team, to me, I don't, I'm not necessarily expecting the Antoine Winfields or the Xavier McKinney's. I would love to be surprised if it ends up being a Xavier McKinney. Those two players seem to match everything that Green Bay kind of looks for, specifically with this new defense. And I think the price could be right. Again, Jordan Fuller and Julian Blackman. All right, next up, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, 5'11", 208 pounds, uh, safety for the Lions this past year. Barely played this past year, had a torn pack. Uh, started the year and then and got back by week 18, played in the playoff games. Only 26 years old, still turns 27 in December. A fourth round pick out of the 2019 draft, a 7.88 relative athletic score coming out of college. His projection is a one-year $5.33 million deal. His PFF scores over the last three years, 61.7, 65.0, and 62.2. Remember, 60 is their average. So this is very average for, for uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or CJ Gardner-Johnson. I'm not going over his 2023 stats since he barely played. His 2022 stats were 67 tackles, one sack, six interceptions, eight passes defense, no forced fumbles, zero fumble recoveries. One big issue here, 
These were his games played over the past five seasons. He played 16 games, then 15, then 12, then 12, then three. He has not been able to stay healthy, especially over the course of the last three seasons, only 27 games in the last three years combined. And obviously the torn pack cost him a ton of playing time this past season. In 2022, in coverage, when targeted quarterbacks went 41 of 52, 78.8% completion percentage, 338 yards, four touchdowns, six interceptions, and a 79.8 passer rating. Had 14 missed tackles in 2022 with a 15.4% missed tackle rate. In the box, he played 202 snaps. At free safety, he played 443 snaps, and he played 208 snaps in the slot. He is incredibly versatile. He's a little bit of a tweener with his size at 5'11", 208. I don't think he's really that slot corner type as he kind of started his career at. I do think he actually probably fits best as a single high safety. I do think he's a little bit of a slightly overrated player at this part, at this point of his career, and he has had a ton of injuries as we mentioned. I'll just put it this way. I would be, I don't think this is the direction they're going to go in. I don't think he fits perfectly but I would be incredibly intrigued if they did go in this direction. And what did I talk about so much last year? I joked about the the relative athletic score and said, I'm done with relative athletic score. I want relative a-hole score. I need some more a-holes on this team. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or CJ Gardner-Johnson brings that. He's a trash talker. He has that a-hole mentality. He's got that dog in him. And as I've mentioned, Green Bay needs a few more of those players. He would be an interesting culture guy. It's like the PJ Tucker for the Bucks. Was PJ Tucker the player like insanely integral? Now, from a defensive standpoint, he was, but like, yes, he was integral to that that Bucks championship team. But just the mentality that he brought to the team was maybe more important than anything he did on the floor. And that I think could be something that Chauncey Gardner Johnson brings to this defense as well. It's just a little bit more of that trash talking, a hole mentality that I think this defense just needs a little bit more spice in their life. And Chauncey Gardner Johnson could be the player that brings that. Next up is Alohi Gilman, 5'10, 201 safety for the Chargers, 26 years old, will turn 27 in September, a sixth round pick in the 2020 draft, a 3.81 relative athletic score, so a little bit on the less athletic side, at least coming out of college. A one year, $2.67 million deal is the projected contract here. I think he's actually going to get more than that. His PFF grades the past three years. 86.1, 58.5, and 58.8 had a breakout year in 2023. He had 76 or 73 tackles, excuse me, zero sacks, two picks, 10 passes defended, three forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. So really stuffed the box score. In coverage, when targeted, QBs went 22 of 34, 292 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, and a 96.7 passer rating. Missed 10 tackles for a 12.3% missed tackle percentage. Played 170 snaps in the box, 660 as a free safety, and 92 in the slot. It does have another connection here with Derek Ansley. Remember, Ansley was the defensive coordinator for the Chargers this past year. Really solid, consistent safety. A little bit of an interesting body type. He's a little bit smaller and stockier, but not in like a bad way. He's kind of just your classic gets the job done sort of guy. Solid tackler, solid playmaker. I do question the high level upside. I just don't think it's necessarily there. If it really is a one-year, $3 million-ish deal, to me, that's a steal. I think he's way better than that sort of value. If he does go for more, he's probably one of those players, like I said, that's a nice safety, but ultimately has limited upside. But the connection with Ansley, I do think he has the ability to be a true single high safety, not the ultimate rangy type that you would ideally like in that spot, but a good value buy for that price 
and again, does have the connection with Ansley. So I like this player. I think he's probably a step below your Jordan Fullers and your um, uh, Julian Blackmans. But again, you could do a lot worse. And, and certainly, in my opinion, Gilman would still be an upgrade over anyone that was on the roster in 2023. Next up is Eddie Jackson, who was recently released by the Chicago Bears, six foot 206, 30 years old, turns 31 in December, fourth round pick in 2017, did not have a relative athletic score, did not test coming out of college. His grades the past three years, 58.6, 76.2, 59.0. He did not stuff the box, uh, uh, box score stat sheet over this past season. Only 37 tackles, no sacks, one interception, five passes defensed, zero forced fumbles, zero fumble recoveries. In his career, he does have uh, two Pro Bowls, one first-team All-Pro. In coverage this past year, when targeted, uh, quarterbacks went 12 of 18, 203 yards, three touchdowns, one pick for 121.1 passer rating. Had seven missed tackles, but didn't have a ton of opportunities, so that was still a 15.6% missed tackle percentage. Played 64 snaps in the box, 494 at free safety, and 70 in the slot. I'll just put it this way. I am all the way out on Eddie Jackson. Too many end-of-career haha Clinton Dix vibes for me. Is not the playmaker he once was. Is not a good tackler. Freestyles far too often. And one of the things that I said when I scouted Adrian Amos when he came to the Packers, I, I get plenty of stuff wrong. This is one that I nailed. I said, I went back and I watched every snap for Adrian Amos for the Bears uh, in his final season before he came to the Packers when the Packers signed him. And my biggest takeaway from that, well, my biggest was how solid of a player Adrian Amos was and that Green Bay was going to get a really solid, consistent player, which came true. My second takeaway is I said, the Bears and especially Eddie Jackson are going to severely miss Adrian Amos because Adrian Amos put the safe in safety and Eddie Jackson was able to freestyle because of what Adrian Amos was. They were a really good you know, sort of buddy cop duo uh, where one was sort of the good cop, bad cop. And, and Jackson was able to fly around and make all the plays while Amos just kind of made sure everything went okay in case Jackson screwed something up. And as soon as Amos left, Jackson was never the same player. Like I said, I'm all the way out. Do not think he would be a good fit and do not think he's ready to revitalize his career somewhere. I think it's just kind of uh, done with. And I think Green Bay would be smarter to go in a younger, better direction than Eddie Jackson. Next up, a familiar name, Micah Hyde, six foot 197 safety for the Buffalo Bills. He's 33 years old. He will turn 34 in December. Was, of course, a fifth round pick for the Packers in 2013. Only a 3.33 relative athletic score at safety coming out of college. The projection here is a one year, $3.25 million deal. His PFF scores over the past three seasons 66.2. 68.4, 83.8. But if you look at this, it was an 83.8. And before that, he had a lot of high PFF scores. Then it was a 68.4. Last year, it was a 66.2. You've been able to see the decline with Micah Hyde. This past year, 54 tackles, no sacks, two picks, seven passes defended, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. Is a one-time Pro Bowler, which I was surprised he only has one Pro Bowl, and a two-time second-team All-Pro. In coverage last year, 25 of 32 quarterbacks were when targeting him for a 78.1% completion percentage, 314 yards, four touchdowns, two picks, and a 121.1 passer rating, had eight missed tackles for a 12.1% missed tackle percentage, played 227 snaps in the box, 460 at free safety, and 199 in the slot, does still have that versatility, has some playmaking ability still, the big thing here, 
only, or not only, he's 34 years old uh, this December and time is just ticking. You can see the decline as a stopgap player. I think he could fit. I think he fits better in that two safety defense. I don't think he's a real great fit uh, for Jeff Halfley's defense. This is one I would probably stay away from, especially given his age and where Green Bay's at on sort of their timeline right now. I know they're trying to win right now, but I think you can grab a safety that also fits with the 25, 26 you know, year old players that are on this roster and younger uh, right now. Micah Hyde doesn't necessarily fit that. You could do worse and he's a really fun player. And of course, you'd love to have Micah Hyde finish his career in green and gold. That would be really fun. Just don't necessarily see it fitting, especially at his age. Uh, we'd be remiss not to talk about Green Bay's number one free agent safety. And that's Darnell Savage. And this is more for comparison's sake to kind of go over the other safeties that we've talked about and then how he kind of fits in. 5'11", 198-pound safety for the Green Bay Packers. 26 years old, turns 27 in July. Was a first-round pick in 2019. A 8.37 relative athletic score coming out of college. His projected contract is a two-year, $10 million deal. His PFF grades over the past three seasons, 75.5, which for those of you who know me, I had a much lower grade on Darn- or on Savage this past year than what PFF did, but they gave him a 75.5, a 47.5, and a 57.3 the two seasons before that. In 2023, talk about not exactly stuffing the box score, 51 tackles, zero sacks, Zero interceptions. He, of course, had the interception in the playoffs. These are just regular season stats. So zero sacks, zero interceptions, one pass defended, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. That was the stat line for Darnell Savage during the regular season. In coverage, quarterbacks went 19 of 24. 79.2% of passes were completed against him. 183 yards only, two touchdowns, one interception, including the playoffs, a 108.9 passer rating. He had 13 missed tackles for a 17.3% missed tackle percentage, played 147 snaps in the box, 429 at free safety, 109 in the slot. The biggest thing for Darnell Savage has always been inconsistency. You just don't know what you're going to get. And unfortunately, when he has been consistent, it's been more consistently bad than it's been consistently good. Just like Eddie Jackson, I am all the way out. It is time for a change. Don't think he fits. If he did fit in Halfley's defense, it would be more as a box safety. I think you could get younger. I think you could get better. And I think it's just time for both Darnell Savage and the Packers to go their own separate ways. Next is Mike Edwards for the Kansas City Chiefs. 5'10", 205, 27 years old, turns 28 in May, third round pick in 2019, a 7.48 relative athletic score coming out of college. Projection is a one-year $3.5 million deal. His PFF grades the past three seasons, 56.9, 52.3, 63.9. In 2023, he had 51 tackles, one sack, one pick, five passes defended, no forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. In coverage, when targeted, QBs went 23 of 38 for 60.5% completion percentage, 311 yards, no touchdowns, two picks, a 64.7 passer rating, had 15 missed tackles for a 19.5% missed tackle percentage, again, basically one in five, played 195 snaps in the box, 468 at free safety, 118 in the slot. The big thing here for Mike Edwards is he's just limited. He's not a great athlete. He's just not a great safety. He's fine. I think he's a slight step above your Jonathan Owens, Rudy Ford line, which is why he probably gets a little bit more than the vet minimum. He did start in the Super Bowl. He's made some really big plays and he's one of those players that you can probably survive with, but you're just constantly looking for an upgrade. 
if you sign a player like that, as you get to the end of the, you know, the free agency and the draft, and you're looking at your safety room, and you're like, man, it's just still not good enough. And Mike Edwards is sitting out there. You can get by with that. You really can. It's just like I said, you're looking for an upgrade and he's not going to bring anything special to the table. He's just sort of there. He's just sort of fine. But again, KC just won a Super Bowl with him playing significant snaps and and certainly starting in that Super Bowl as well. So you can get by with him, but it's not an ideal situation. Next up is actually a player I really like, but is definitely on the older side. That is Tashawn Gibson, 6'1", 212, safety for the 49ers, 33 years old, will turn 34 in August was an undrafted free agent out of the 2012 NFL draft, a 6.17 relative athletic score coming out of college. The projection here is only a one-year $2.5 million deal. PFF grades over the past three seasons, 67.8, 69.7, 51.5. In 2023, had 60 tackles, one sack, one pick, three passes defended, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. In his career, he's a one-time Pro Bowler. Quarterbacks last year went 19 of 36 against him, only 52.8% completion percentage, 246 yards, one touchdown, one pick for a 72.2 passer rating, had 10 missed tackles for an 11.9% missed tackle percentage, played 216 snaps in the box, 243 in the slot, but 701 as a free safety. And he did play a significant amount of snaps as the true single high safety in that 49ers defense. The thing with Gibson, I love the way he plays. I think this is a real, true, legitimate stopgap option. The only issue is he's old. He's going to continue to decline. This is another player. I actually like him more than Mike Edwards. You can win with him, but you're always looking for an upgrade. The upside is going to be limited, but this is the real option to me. If again, you get past free agency, you get past the draft and your safety position is just bleh. You're still not satisfied with it. I believe you can legitimately start Tayshawn Gibson still and and be good. And and he did that last year for the 49ers had a tough Super Bowl, but outside of that, I thought he had a really nice year. And I really liked the way that he plays. He brings a veteran savvy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's aggressive to the football. I think he's a fit system, fit scheme, fit everything. I just, he's old and that this is not the direction that you want to go in. But if you do find yourself in just a rough spot and he's still out there, you can pick him up and you can feel pretty darn good about it. I think he still has good football under uh, that he's going to be able to play moving forward. But again, 34 in August is not an ideal situation. Also, he does have a connection with Jeff Halfley. He was with the Browns as a safety when Jeff Halfley was the defensive backs coach of the Browns. So there is a little bit of a connection there as well. Next up is Jeremy Chin. 6'3", 220-pound safety for the Carolina Panthers, just turned 26 years old, a second-round pick from the 2020 draft, a 10.00 relative athletic score, the best testing safety that Kent Lee Platy has ever put into his relative athletic score testing. Uh, He's an incredible, incredible athlete. The projection here is a one-year, $3 million deal. He completely fell out of favor in Carolina, had a 57.7 grade per PFF this past year, 54.9 the year before that, and a 71.4 the year before that. In 2023, he had 30 tackles, one sack, no interceptions, one pass defensed, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries, and coverage really bad in limited playing time. Quarterbacks went 14 of 17 for 163 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and a 145.8 passer rating. Had three missed tackles, which in his limited playing time was still a 10.3% missed tackle percentage. Played 107 snaps in the box, 143 in the slot, and only two as a true deep safety, which tells you all you need to know that this is not your traditional safety. 
Here's the thing. He is a rare, rare athlete. He's not a great football player. However, I do think there is a way that he could potentially work his way into a box safety role if you do want to limit him to that, maybe even a hybrid legitimate linebacker. The other thing here is I wouldn't even necessarily look at him as that. I would look at how can you find a way to weaponize this dude? Screw position. Screw position entirely. This is a 6'3", 220-pound freak. Can you weaponize him? He had a great sack of Kirk Cousins against the Vikings where he's just blitzing up the A-gap and used, and he was unblocked, but just the raw speed and athleticism he got on Cousins immediately. I watched him in coverage on one play on TJ Hawkinson and that size and speed. There's not a lot of safeties I can just match with a guy like TJ Hawkinson just with size and speed. And he ran step for step with them. He played some as a, a big slot corner. Like, can you find a way to use him as a matchup piece here or there on a cheap deal, potentially as a linebacker, potentially as a box safety or just screw position altogether. Let him be a demon on special teams, find some ways to weaponize him as a blitzer, as maybe a tight end cover guy, who knows, but there just has to be a way to weaponize that dude. And I would be willing to take a flyer on him if I were Green Bay as sort of a back of the roster type of guy. You might have to overpay for that a little bit, but there's something there. You're just waiting for some team to unearth it. The odds are is it probably just never comes to fruition, but the talent is so tantalizing that for a cheap deal, you're almost willing to throw the dice and say, all right, can we make something work? Those are the real legitimate free free agent options that I went over that I think Green Bay is going to ultimately consider. There are four safeties that could get released and or traded that I'll go over really quick. I did not watch the tape on these four yet, just based on the fact that they're still currently on rosters. Kevin Byard is a cut candidate for the Philadelphia Eagles, 5'11", 212 pounds, 30 years old, will turn 31 in August, was a third round pick in 2016, 7.91 relative athletic score coming out. PFF grades of 72.8, 79.5, and 90.4. In 2023, he had 122 tackles, no sacks, one pick, three passes defensed, no forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, is a two-time Pro Bowler and a two-time first-team All-Pro. In coverage last year, he was targeted 59 times and gave up 47 completions for a 79.7% completion percentage and 502 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, and a 106.4 passer rating had only eight missed tackles for a 5.9% missed tackle percentage, 378 snaps in the box, 551 at free safety, and 234 in the slot would be a box safety if somehow he got to Green Bay. Next up is Justin Reed, safety for the Chiefs, who is also a cut candidate, 6'1", 207, just turned 27 years old, was a third round pick in 2018, a 9.63 relative athletic score coming out of school. 58.4 PFF grade this past year, 70.3 the year before that, and 50.9 the year before that. Had 95 tackles in 2023, three sacks, one pick, seven passes defense, one forced fumble, no fumble recoveries. Was 44 for 69 when targeted, 63.8% completion percentage, 454 yards allowed, four touchdowns, one pick, and a 95.9 passer rating. Had 14 missed tackles for a 10.9% missed tackle percentage. Played his majority of the snaps in the boxes uh, with 452 snaps, 335 at free safety, and 328 in the slot. They did move him all over the place. Reed is a player who never really has lived up to expectations. The idea of Justin Reed has been better than Justin Reed, but he is a very intriguing player and could be a potential fit in this defense. Justin Simmons is a cut or trade candidate. 6'2", 202 safety for the Broncos. 30 years old, will turn 31 in November. 
Third round pick in 2016, 9.38 relative athletic score coming out of college. PFF grades of 67.9, 70.7, and 74.8 his last three years. Had 53 tackles, one sack, three picks, eight passes defensed, two forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery in 2023. Is a two-time Pro Bowler and a four-time second-team All-Pro. Last year in coverage, quarterbacks went 23 of 36, 63.9% completion percentage, 324 yards, three touchdowns, three picks, and an 85.9 passer rating. Had nine missed tackles for an 11.8% missed tackle percentage, 230 snaps in the box, 594 at free safety, and 144 in the slot. And last but not least, as I'm losing my voice going over all these safeties, Buda Baker, a cut candidate or more likely a trade candidate if they do not want him on the team. I do think he probably does has, have some trade value. So it is likely that if Green Bay wanted Baker, they would probably have to give up some sort of draft compensation for him. A 5'10", 195-pound safety for the Cardinals, just turned 28 in January, was a second-round pick out of the 2017 draft, a 6.37 relative athletic score coming out. 64.8 grade last year. Before that, it was a 73.7 and a 64.6 the year before that per PFF. In 2023, he had 87 tackles, no sacks, no picks, no passes defensed, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. So did not exactly stuff the stat sheet. He is a six-time Pro Bowler, a two-time first-team All-Pro, a one-time second-team All-Pro. When targeted in coverage last year, quarterbacks went 11 of 18, so they did not target him often. 61.1% completion percentage, 176 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, a 133.3 passer rating, only seven missed tackles for a 7.6% missed tackle percentage, played 267 snaps in the box, 380 at free safety, and 92 in the slot. I think there is some fear, really with kind of all these guys, Bayard, Reed, Simmons, and Baker, that their best days are behind them, but there is still probably some good football at safety, especially with guys like Simmons and Buda Baker moving forward. All right. That is going to do it for me today. Those are all the safeties. The two that I really came away enjoying their play and thinking they could be real legitimate options for Green Bay, Jordan Fuller, and then Julian Blackman with a honorable mention to Alohi Gilman of the Chargers. I think those are the three to really hone in on and keep an eye on as the Packers get set to attack this safety position in free agency. Appreciate you guys joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. Shout out to our Hall of Fame and All Pro members, Most Hated Minnesotan, PJ Wayne, John Wild, Jay Bradad, Brandon Paletta, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, Lori Lord, Baby QB, David McCluskey, Donald Decker, and Bremen. I will see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.